And our last case for the day, 2022-0934. In re application for the correction of a birth record of Hadley Emmeline Adelaide. Mr. Eggs Fuller. Good morning. Good morning, Chief Justice. May it please the court. Chad Eggsbuehler of Tucker Ellis on behalf of the applicant, Ms. Haley Adelaide. This straightforward statutory interpretation case addresses the power of probate courts under revised code 3705.15 to correct transgender citizens' birth certificates, which are the core government-issued identification documents used by citizens in every phase of life. Although there have been a number of significant developments involving LGBT rights in recent years, this unopposed case is not one of well, them. Let me ask you about that. This, as you say, this unopposed case. I mean, do we have an adversity problem here? No, Your Honor, I do not believe we have an adversity problem. This case has been unopposed from the start, but the well, Ohio. I mean, this is, I mean, I, you probably, I, uh, you may be familiar with Justice Lee's dissent in, in Utah about a similar case, uh, so, and he um, made a pretty strong argument that the state, or that the court lacked uh, jurisdiction because there's no case in controversy. This is, can you address that at all? So, Your Honor, I do believe that there is a, a case and a controversy here, although it's not in the usual traditional litigation context. This began as an unopposed ex parte administrative proceeding, and that is the way in which uh, applications for birth certificate are presented, heard, decided. There's an order that's given to the Ohio Department of Health in order to make the correction. And then if there's a challenge, then it goes to the Court of Appeal, and we've cited examples of those for the appellate jurisdiction. I, I understand that, but that doesn't, that, that's the way the process works. I mean, at least, uh, there's, at least Justice Lee makes a pretty strong argument that, that a Supreme Court doesn't have jurisdiction to decide such a case. I'm curious if you're able, if you want to address that at all. Well, Your Honor, if that is the case, then that poses a real structural problem for this court in which a probate court can opt out of following this court's administrative guidance on standard probate forms. If that's the case, then there's no judicial review of an error of law in that process. Well, what about, um, what about the constitutional issue? I mean, can we, can we reach a constitutional issue in a case like this? We are. We have presented our arguments as statutory arguments specifically to avoid that problem. There definitely is a constitutional element that's implicated by the nature of these statutory rulings. Uh, here we do have the Ohio Department of Health's position. It's still on their website the last I checked this weekend that the process for making this type of correction is with a probate court order under 3705.15. And, and I, I presume you know, one way to challenge that would be through a declaratory judgment action, in which case you'd have an adversary proceeding. The attorney general would get uh, notice of that by law, have an opportunity to intervene. Um, well, Your Honor, and there is an interesting split of authority here because in the cases where the probate courts have followed the Ohio Department of Health guidance and this court's own guidance, there is no appeal because the birth certificate correction is issued. Here we have 
uh, a handful of probate courts that are not following this court's guidance. They're not contemplating the federal court's constitutional rulings. And so they are saying that probate courts do not have the power. And that presents a core legal issue that is ripe for this court's determination because if the lower courts are correct, that probate courts do not have the power to process these types of birth certificate corrections, then that arguably calls into question what other probate courts have been doing without challenge for the past two years, what ODH has endorsed, and what this court's own uh, administrative guidance has blessed. Is there, are there any conflicts among appellate districts of, of uh, review of probate court decisions that have found that have granted the correction and those who have not? So, Your Honor, to date, I'm only aware of the second district's decision below having reached the Court of Appeals and been decided. I do understand that there is another matter in the 11th district that is under consideration by that Court of Appeals right now. But again, because the situation where the probate courts are issuing the correction orders and there's no adverse party, no one would have challenged to standing, really, uh, the issuance of corrected birth certificate, then there is no appeal. So the split of authority is, in, for the average Ohio citizen, it's the luck of the draw. If you're born in one county, your birth certificate correction, should you apply for this, is processed. And if you're born in a different one, it will not be. Should we appoint someone to represent the other side? Your Honor, we briefed, we argued. If the court would like, the uh, applicant has no objection to someone being appointed to represent whatever the other side might be. Um, well, that's one of my questions. It's related. On who's the, who's the opposition? There is no true opposition in an administrative proceeding like this right. for birth certificate correction. Well, then, how's it a case? Because this court has appellate authority to review a final order of the probate court declining jurisdiction. They declined jurisdiction. Correct. But they. But there's nobody opposing people doing this, at least in front of us. In, in essence, we have a few probate courts that are opposing this being done. I, I understand that. I'm just saying there's, there's nobody there. There's no briefs. It's just kind of sitting there. Oh, oh, Your Honor, it's, this question has puzzled us, too, at each stage of the proceedings. There is no adversary. There's no adverse amici. And even the probate court below did not question they the didn't, actual they, presentation. Right. They, didn't, they didn't. So what, is there really a controversy, a case? There is, Your Honor, because the probate court and the court of appeals below said as a matter of law, the court did not have the power to process this type of application. And that is, long, that is wrong as a matter of statutory interpretation for at least three reasons. Well, who was the opposition in the second district? There was no opposition that's, that's in the second district. Point. I, maybe they didn't have jurisdiction either because there was no case or controversy. That's why I'm trying to find out who's, the, who's opposing this. There's nobody opposing the application. Well, then there is no controversy, is there? There is, a, there is a problem as a matter of law when a citizen's applying for an administrative remedy that's provided by law and the institution that's provided as part of a two-step process to grant that relief, to hear those facts, make those findings of facts, says it does not have the power to do that. But wouldn't that be a legislative or an agency decision and not the, uh, the third branch of governments? We, we don't generally deal with 
cases and controversies where people are opposing each other. That's what we're here to decide. Your Honor, and respectfully, we believe there is a statutory process. The General Assembly has decided under 3705.15, and that's distinct from other provisions of 30, Chapter 3705, that the probate court is to receive uh, the application, and we break down the different parts of the language from the qualifying event to the requisite proofs to the claims processing role that the probate court fulfills in this process and gives an order to uh, the Ohio Department of Health at the end of that process. And that is the process that the Ohio Department of Health, since the Ray 2 decision, has endorsed. And that is the very process by which this court's own administrative guidance and standard probate form 30.0 has endorsed. And so what we have is a situation where the largest counties in Ohio for the past two years have been issuing these birth certificate corrections without a problem. And consistent with this court's guidance, and it's consistent, not just this court's guidance. Would, it, would a mandamus action be a better way to raise this issue? I mean, then you would have an adverse party. That would be the court, the judge. Your Honor, that's potentially a vehicle. Um, the guidance that we have in the cases that we cite uh, all involve an appeal from a probate court order. It's a legal issue, it's decided by a court, it says it does not have jurisdiction to process this. And so, following the example of those cases and the statutory guidance, that presents a ripe legal issue. We have no objection if the court would like to hear from the Ohio Department of Health or uh, another appropriate entity to, to stand in those shoes. Uh, but respectfully, the Ohio Department of Health had a chance to present its arguments and to defend its interpretation of the law in the federal proceeding in Ray 2. And that's actually, that points to the ambiguity in the language of the statute itself because at two different points in the last decade, the state and the agency has taken different views on whether or not the statute allows this type of birth certificate correction. And, and for the same reason, I go back. As you said, there's an ambiguity in the statute. Yeah. Shouldn't this then be decided by the legislature, legislative branch, and not by the judicial branch? So, Your Honor, there is a process in place under the statute. Uh, rule 1.47 of the code says that we are to construe statutes in conformity with the U.S. Constitution. The Ohio Department of Health also, under Section 3705.2, the director has discretion to set the forms of proof for making corrections. There, the Department of Health isn't here opposing you, though, right? That's correct. I, I guess I, I see this more as an executive or legislative issue and not so much a judicial one because there's no case in controversy and there's nobody opposing it. Your Honor, if this court wants to issue an order instructing the Ohio Department of Health to process these birth certificate corrections with or without a probate court but order. But they're not denying it. Um, counsel, do, I'm sorry, go ahead and answer. Are they denying it? No, we view the Ohio Department of Health's position to be consistent with ours. With yours, right? Yeah. Well, counsel, so, counsel go ahead. Can, uh, in, in just looking at the authority of the Ohio Supreme Court in um, Section 2B uh, of Article 4 of the State Constitution, it says the Supreme Court shall have original jurisdiction in the following, and when you get to, that's B1, when you get to Subdivision F, it says, in any cause on review as may be necessary to its complete determination. Would an administrative proceeding where there's an adverse result to a petitioner fit within that any cause on review? 
Your Honor, I believe so, and I believe that explains why we have seen appeals from other probate court decisions in this context, including the first district decision out of Hamilton County in 1994, which was the House case that we point to as an example. You do not need a specific type of error or objective error in Section 3705.15 for relief. So the question that I had when looking at the second district decision, um, they seem to conflate um, administrative regulations with statute. Um, can you can you talk about that? Because going back to the going to the very issue of um, the the recorded as of the time of birth is something that's in the administrative regulations and not in the statute. And so where the judges and the probate court um, and the appeals court and the trial court were sort of held up here was they were saying that the, the visual inspection by whoever recorded the information of the um, anatomy of, of the baby was what made the determination um, of whether they assigned male or female as a gender marker. And, um, and that based upon that um, at the time of birth, that anything beyond that, your client was seeking an amendment as opposed to a correction, which is a different issue. But um, I, I, what I saw was where they really were hung up was on this, the, the fact that they were, they were saying that an administrative regulation is essentially the same as a statute when uh, I'm, can you, can you comment on that? Your Honor, we completely agree. And not only is it not in the administrative regulation, they're also relying on what's in the appendix to the administrative regulation, which is where sex and a, some sort of implication of how sex is to be determined even appears in the birth certificate. It's not in the, uh, most of chapter 3705, it's not in the statute as you indicate, and the determination method is not in the statute either. So we would agree that the lower courts elevated an administrative, an interpretation of an administrative rule over a statute and converted that into a jurisdictional limitation. And that's the problem here. If this lower court decision is not corrected, then other courts around the state are going to look at that to say, we don't have jurisdiction to process these um, corrections. And there's another problem too, which is the second district on its own suggested that we should have filed under section 3705.22 because that's just an amendment statute according to the court. Unfortunately, the court missed the title of that statute which is amendment to correct error. That provision, unlike 3705.15, actually requires an error. There are additional requirements of 3705.22 that make it in a posit. But the important thing of 3705.22 is that the director has discretion to set the requisite forms of proof. And here, the Ohio Department of Health is still on their website. Their guidance says to do a 37. So, so can, does, I understand that the Ohio Department of Health's policy is that they need an order from a probate court. Could they correct these without an order from the probate court? Is that just a policy or does that come from statute or where does that come from? So. We believe, Your Honor, that the Ohio Department of Health could perhaps correct these birth certificates with, a, and I see I'm out of time, if I may. 
um, may correct these without a probate court order. That is the process that was analyzed in the Ray 2 case. That's the process that's been endorsed by Ohio Department of Health and this court since that time. That's why our client filed under. And so, I, I read Ray 2. I haven't gone, I'm not intimately familiar with it. So, so why under Ray 2 doesn't the Department of Health have to do that regardless of whether there's a probate court order? The, court, the federal court just didn't reach that issue in the case? You're correct, Your Honor. The federal court did not reach this pre precise form of remedy. It took for granted that 3705.15 was the process in place. It took for granted there would be a probate court order. And there's a footnote there where the court says whether you refer to it as a policy or just what the statute requires, I'm taking the state's presentation of it as the statute for granted. It's unconstitutional. And so if you view it as statutory interpretation, the unconstitutional portion should be severed and the remaining portion stand in place. And that's what the district court in Idaho in the F.E. versus Barron case said. When you have an ambiguous and silent statute, a catch-all birth certificate correction statute, and one application of it's unconstitutional, the solution to it is to construe the silence to avoid the constitutional violation. Just construe and apply the same process. It does the least harm to the administrative process that's already in place. Your Honor, if I may, I realize I'm past my time. I have one closing point about Chief Justice Moyer's thoughtful decision in Burnett, which the lower courts have construed as a reason not to deal with the constitutional issues at all. Chief Justice Moyer said, we are reluctant to abandon our role in the system of federalism. Both inferior federal courts and state courts serve as laboratories to devise various solutions where the best solution is far from clear. But here the lower courts did abandon their role. There was no laboratory. That is not a contrary interpretation of law. It's not applying the correct doctrine. That's abstention. Cal that Counselor, is there any other way for Ms. Adelaide to get the gender marker changed other than re redress through the courts like you're doing now? Your Honor, at present, no. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take the matter under advisement and you'll receive a decision from the court. Marshal, please close the court. All rise. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. This open session of the Honorable Supreme Court of Ohio now stands adjourned.